0: everybody and welcome to the spoiler warning podcast this is review number 683 with a review of dune i'm christopher snazzy
1: and i'm steven miller
0: and if you're joining us for the first time the spoiler warning podcast is a weekly film review program each week on the show we're going to dive in debate discuss and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform slash movie near you <laughs> um we're here to talk about the film dune which is finally here. I think, you know, when when the all the things happened, the pandemic was changing our movie vantage point forever. Um, it was definitely Tenet and it was Dune. That are the things yeah. that I really, really wanted to see. Obviously Matrix 4, but like it was really just Dune and Tenet. It is finally here. Steven, do you want to start us off and let the folks at home listening know your history with the Dune series?
1: Uh, sure. My history is very brief with the Dune series. Basically, I never watched the uh, David Lynch film from, I think, 1984. Yeah. Um, my dad had read the books and had told me that I should read them, but I never did. And I remember when I was younger, there was some kind of mini-series that I think aired on the Sci-Fi Channel. And I remember my dad watching some of it and me getting those kind of impressions you get when you watch a thing that you're maybe too young to understand. <laughs> like Like certain images resonate with me i remembered a baron type character um i remembered a topless woman in the desert (laughs) (laughs) but i didn't i didn't know anything basically about the plot of dune other than the fact that it is a large sprawling sci-fi effort and i was told that spice was involved so very very little except for (laughs) these brief images in my brain as a wee prepubescent child getting to watch a tv series that he didn't really understand
0: yeah, for, for me, Dune is one of those things where it's like, I was always aware of it being a property that existed. I had never consumed anything related to it. Uh, I funnily enough, I believe that like one of the times when I had canceled an Audible subscription, and I had to like burn credits so that I didn't lose them when I canceled. I believe I picked up the audiobook for Dune at some point in time, never listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was really going into this film completely fresh um, Since watching this film I have gone back and watched the David Lynch version um, Just to hopefully get some context for You know, where this film stops <laughs> And where the rest of the story may end um, mm. But yeah, I, I went into this completely blind um, And and yeah, so
1: And did you, did you brave it to the IMAX Or did you stick it out in your living room?
0: Oh yeah, I, I just projected it at home. So uh yeah. and of course, digital projection, no they don't even have the IMAX there, so it I, I got like the regular home experience, nothing special.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Makes sense. Yeah. I also watched it at home, though I did have I used my TV that I haven't used very much, and I got a Sonos soundbar that I've only watched like one or two movies with. So I felt a little IMAX y because I was cranking it quite a bit louder than <laughs> I normally feel comfortable doing in an apartment building so you know yeah. I, I was feeling the vibrations in my uh, in my chest a little bit
0: yeah the question is were those vibrations strong enough to bring over a sandworm mm, not quite apparently apparently not because you're still here yep <laughs> all right well Steven what do you say we get into Dune let's do it we're going to take a listen to the trailer for Dune and then we're going to come back and give you a review mm.
1: planet Arrakis is so beautiful when the sun is low. Rolling over the sands, you can see spice in the air. The outsiders ravage our lands in front of our eyes.
0: Their cruelty to my people is all I've known. <laughs>
1: What's to become of our world? Oh.
0: A boy! <laughs> hey, Duncan, can I trust you with something? Yes, always, you know that. I've been having dreams. About a girl on Arrakis. I don't know what it means. Dreams make good stories. But everything important happens when we're awake. Hey, you, you want some muscle? I do? No. House Atreides there is no call we do not answer there is no faith that we betray.
1: smile Gurney I am smiling
0: the Emperor asks us to bring peace to Arrakis House Atreides accepts
1: I know you there's something awakening in my mind
0: you need to face your fears Come with me. You need to be ready. we have never met Harkness before. They're not human, they're brutal.
1: The Duke's son sees too much. This is I, dune. Kill them all. God in heaven.
0: Get everything with guns off the ground! Go! This is an extermination. They're taking my family off one by one. Let's fight like demons.
1: Dad, what if I'm not the future of House Atreides?
0: A great man doesn't seek to lead. He's called to it. If your answer is no, you'll still be the only thing I ever needed you to be. My son. If anything happens,
1: will you protect Paul? With my life. Only together can we stand a chance.
0: so i'm just going to read the description from imdb this is the feature adaptation of frank herbert's science fiction novel about a son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy stephen miller what did you think of dune
1: so i should mention that i think i'm Almost a complete Denis Villeneuve lover. Like, the only movie that I had reservations with in his catalog was Sicario. And even that, I would hazard a guess if I were to go back and watch it, I would feel quite a bit warmer to it than I did the first time around. Um, So I was kind of in the bag for this movie before even watching it. Just like, I loved Blade Runner 2049. I know that Denis knows how to build a tone and just kind of have a sustained mood that you vibe with for hours on end. Um, I was a little worried leading up to the release of Dune because some early buzz made it seem like it was a kind of... like, lifeless, overly heavy, overly sci-fi thing. And I was like, please, Denis, don't let me down. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. And he didn't. He didn't let me down. Um, I thought this movie was great. I think this movie makes just as much sense as it has to which is to say i was able to follow the plot the whole time and when it ended i couldn't tell you most of what had happened like it, it isn't like it stuck with me in a like oh my god this world what is going to happen to uh the beast Raban harkonnen you know like that <laughs> that obviously wasn't how i related to the material but it it, it was understandable enough um what he does amazingly well is build a world. I there was a meme going around last week uh about how you should remember that Dune costs less to make than Jungle Cruise and I think that is quite funny when you watch this because the money is so on the screen here like it it yep. feels like he has created a whole universe like there is this desert planet and he just like took a camera along and started filming and all these different beings showed up. Um, it it looks fantastic. And the sound design, I think, is a huge, huge part of it. Uh, there's like a a bassy rattle that just happens throughout the movie that, like, it, it pulls you in so much. I can only imagine what the IMAX experience would be. Um, I think there's just a grandeur to it. There is a largeness, the scale of everything. I love the insect-like vehicles that people use in this world, Uh, the dragonfly helicopters and these like inflatable Zeppelin things. There's something that just feels very like tactile and specific. And I am curious to hear from you later how much the Lynch Dune movie like has similar vibes, like how much of this came from Frank Herbert versus is like the mind of uh, Denis Villeneuve. But I just thought the world was jaw-dropping. And the cast is almost stacked to a fault. Like, I think there's no reason that, like... (laughs) um, You know, Josh Brolin has to be, like, side character number eight, right? Like, it's just, like, because they could. They could so they make everyone, like, an A-list star. Um, But I think they all blend into the world perfectly well. Like, they are definitely doing the the Blade Runner 2049 thing where their individual characters and personalities is not as important as them as a part of the texture that is the movie you're watching. But I think they pull it off great. Like, there was some talk of Timothy Chalamet being kind of, like, stilted or not right for this role, and I don't feel that at all. I feel like he does exactly what he is supposed to do in this movie, which is be a, like, a vessel for this, like, messianic thing that will happen that is kind of out of his control and he is trying to come to grips with what it means. Like, I think, for the Deneval new world, I think everyone is fantastic here. Um, Oscar <laughs> Isaac back again. I just, like, he's cropping up everywhere and he's always great. Um, Stellan in his, like, ridiculous Baron costume. I'm just big fan. Big fan all around of everybody. I... The, the thing about movies like this is, I will never love, love, love them because it doesn't give me an emotional core to latch onto. It doesn't want to. It isn't even trying to. It is trying to be grandeur and awe and pure sci fi of like build a world and put me in the middle of it. And for that genre, I felt like this was as good as I could have possibly wanted it to be. Like, I was super impressed and I don't really remember most of what happened, but I was very, very, very happy. At the end of watching it, it didn't let me down one bit. And I am stoked for Dune 2, which is officially happening now. So I think we can all be excited <laughs>
0: about it. We we purposely delayed the recording so that by the time we sat down to record, we would already know that it officially was happening. Yeah,
1: this, this will be the first <laughs> podcast episode on the internet to officially know that Dune 2 is happening. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so uh, I think I echo a lot of what you're saying. Like this this film... Is epic has an amazing scale. Everyone in it is great, no matter how small their role is or how big their role is. Um, visually, this film is fucking incredible. Like when I looked up, like, I, like you know, I didn't see seen the meme yet, but I immediately looked up <laughs> what the budget was for the film, and I was like, one hundred and sixty-two million. What? That? Yeah. That's impossible. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, could did he
1: not pay his cast? <laughs>
0: No, well, I know there's one cast member who maybe he didn't pay that much considering she's in it for four seconds Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, but yeah, I I I think that this this film the experience of watching this film is is incredible um, I will I will give you one Funny thing about watching this film. Um, as I said, i'm projecting at home, right? And like this is a long movie I was in it for a while and there was a moment where I just suddenly I had to pee right and I was like I was like uh, it's fine. It's fine. I'll I'll just, I'll push through it like I'm in a real theater. And then it got to the point where, like, I adjusted the way I was seating, and then I realized that, no, I really had to pee. So I'm like, screw it. Pause. And it was five minutes from the end. And I was like, huh? <laughs> yes. I was, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, is the playhead broken on the Apple TV? What's... what's-? <laughs> What's going mm-hmm. on here? This doesn't make any sense. This can't possibly be the end of the movie. Um, what is going on? I, I think this film is incredible, and I loved every second I watched it. This film does not make a lick of sense, though, and I don't know how it ever got greenlit. Like, mm. the, the audacity of being in a world where you could potentially not get to make the second film and just, yeah. like, we're just doing it. We're, we're putting all the money on the table. We're, betting, we're, we're doing all in. And we are just gonna make this film and there's a chance. We'll never make the second half and audiences fuck them (laughs) Like it's it I couldn't believe it when this film ended that that was a way I mean to me it feels like imagine watching Avatar the film and and having that film end When basically he decides that he's gonna become a Navi
1: (laughs) But it wouldn't matter because we know the sequel was coming shortly after the first Avatar (laughs) (laughs) i hear you for me that aspect had been spoiled online like that was the first reaction i started to see trickling in was people being like wait what that was half of a movie how did it so i i was ready for that and so for me the ending was less abrupt than i expected for me i was like yeah that makes sense as a as an ending point that I, I assume it is a pause and it will come back. Yeah. And it, you know, it, I guess that was my knee jerk reaction because I've been primed to expect it to end in the middle of like the le- the moment you couldn't possibly believe was an ending.
0: Yeah. I, I guess I just feel like if you're going to split a book into two parts, you got to at least kill Dobby in the center of it. Right. <laughs> Give yourself mm-hmm. a good separation point. Yeah. Um, but in all seriousness now uh, uh, like, I, I really think this film is like, I want to be in this universe. Like, I want to consume all of the content. I wish this was like a Matrix reloaded revolutions, whatever the films are called thing, where it's like, we know just a few months later we're going to get the second half right. instead of waiting for, like, they're going to film it next year. So 2023, I, I, I don't know what the release date is going to be yeah. for it.
1: it. And I want to say, like, they better hope they get all the cast back, but um, a lot of them might not be alive
0: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait. Which one? It's not character
1: character wise. But I don't want to spoil. Oh, the movie. gotcha, gotcha,
0: gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, so I, so I, I really enjoyed it. I think every little nugget that we get from this universe is very, very interesting. But it also feels like I am because I didn't read the books. I'm missing out on stuff. Like there are there are, there are pieces that are just not linked together that are cool on their own. But I still mm-hmm. don't understand why. Like one of the things I kept wondering about, which I just didn't understand if I just need to watch it again. But it seems like uh so th- the planet Arrakis, it seems like there is one faction of people who are already taking it over, and then the Emperor says, you guys leave, I'm sending these other guys there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that doesn't go well. But it seems like that transaction doesn't make sense <laughs> to me, yeah. right? Like I feel like if I, let's pretend like we're little kids, right? And I have like a big wheel and you and I are brothers and mom says, it's time for Steven to have a chance with the big wheel. I could just throw the big wheel into the street under a truck as it's driving by and then you don't get the big wheel. Or I could give it to you, wait five minutes and then run over and punch you and try to take it back. (laughs) Right? Mm. I, I don't understand that I don't understand the politics at play which caused the emperor to make his inciting uh his inciting decision to make people transition and right. who's doing what for what reasons like none of that comes yeah, off to no, me no I have
1: no idea I, I hope you learned after the fact because I don't know anything about that <laughs>
0: i am i mean going back and, and watching the you know the the david lynch version didn't help me that much it gave me uh-huh. a little bit of context for some other things that are happening um but but for the most part it's like the same the same difference right like it might as well be the same movie but it's it but it's we are getting little pieces of this person's you know idea of how he might become something great and what that could turn out to be and what his decisions are going to be about whether or not he wants to play into that sort of destiny that he might have but i think that in general this film has so much lore that is just floating there that you really have to know before you go into it like there there's no amount of little like holocron video things that can give you enough exposition to understand what's going on if you have not read the books or seen you know all the other things related to the story
1: See, what what's interesting is I felt like they gave me just enough to understand what I needed to like the movie. And maybe maybe my bar for understanding just wasn't that high. Like, like, I didn't get the palace intrigue of, like, why... I don't know how much we're worried about spoiling the plot of Dune, but I'll try to not be too spoilery. But, like, why give this planet... Have the old people leave only to then have, you know bad shit go down like like why who the same thing you're saying like who is inciting what how do the chess pieces work i felt like all i needed to know was like chess pieces were moving on the board and i was happy i, I was like okay something is going down i don't need to know why i can feel the <laughs> like bigness of it and that is going to carry me through this movie
0: yeah and like i said all of it's rad like I'm, i'm i'm all for like these epic battles that take place and just somebody just you know being badass with an orbital bombardment and <laughs> things like that right like it's it's incredibly uh epic in scale and what you're watching is incredible i don't know why any of it's happening or who's who yeah. or what they're doing or what any of these like different groups of people are and uh, which one of them are the ones that have like the you know the tales of some person who will arrive with some name that i'm not going to try to pronounce like <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. there's a lot of stuff that to me almost doesn't matter but i'm watching what is so here's a good example like when you play like mmos and things like that right jason what <laughs> jason mmo no <laughs> um, so like when you play like world of warcraft or guild wars or whatever right all these games somebody painstakingly wrote a bunch of quests for you to do, right? Half the quests are really shitty. Go collect 20 hooves and come back to me and then whatever, right? That's the kind of stuff. But there are also actual stories where you're going and you do a thing, you kill a thing because that person hurt some village, blah, 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 right? When I play those games, unless it's dialogue spoken to me, I just go next, 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 grab the quest and then run off and go kill the 15 boars to get the hooves, right? Right. (laughs) This film feels like that's what's happening around me a little bit in a way where it's like no that was rad what did you just say no hold on hold on no tell me more about the 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 witch ladies right like (laughs) like there's there's all this stuff that is really awesome but it feels like i haven't been paying attention to the quest line as i've been playing the game and i'm just getting and then suddenly i realize that it's cool but it's too late because i'm like four quests in and i can't go back and reread the dialogue trees from from beforehand so it feels like this it feels like it feels like I have to go read the damn book (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I don't know that I want to do that just to fill in the world because the book is not going to be as like visually awesome as this film is
1: (laughs) right yeah so I the green knight comes to mind as a point of comparison where that also is very quest-like and it also is kind of hopeless to understand why everything is happening but I think these are very different stylistically because the Green Knight makes it clear that not knowing why is part of it. Like, that feels like, okay, this is a kind of trippy romp through this quest that I can't possibly understand. Whereas Dune, I think, to your point, it feels out of reach. Like, it feels like you could, if you, like, turned up the volume and paid better attention to every little thing, like, get all of it. And maybe that is just, like, very... uh, tantalizing for a completist who wants to get 100%. (laughs) Um, Where for me, I just want to make it to the finish line and make sure that I had a good time. So I think I absorbed Dune similarly to how I absorbed the Green Knight in that I was just like, I'm here for the ride and the visuals and everything else is gravy. Who cares?
0: Yeah, I, I think I absorbed it in a similar way too. But with the Green Knight, because the story is so simple, it's like, yo, I chopped off this dude's head and he told me to come fight him again in a year. That's like... I get it. You chopped off his head. I mean, you should fight him in a year, <laughs> yeah. right? But like... Beware if you didn't? The 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 weird people who dress in the black clothes didn't show up and go like, one year hence, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like everybody is making decisions that I don't fully understand, um, which is not like, don't get me wrong, I'm going to give this film a must-see because <laughs> it's fucking yeah, awesome. Totally. <laughs> but it's it, it just like, it's in my head the my hot take is that this film is nonsense and it shouldn't be as awesome as it is
1: <laughs> yeah i think i i think i believe that I, I think part of it too maybe it's just the uh the dearth of real theatrical experiences i've had in the last couple of years like movies that really felt grand and epic in scope um I thought this movie, there was something very special about the bigness of it that even other Disney movies that I love, like Blade Runner 2049, I feel like this, like Blade Runner perils in comparison to this movie. Like, I I feel like there's just something... And it is weird because it isn't simple. It isn't simple or elegant or anything. There is so much shit going on that I don't understand. It just feels like he doesn't care that I don't understand. Like, the fact that the... I was playing with the volume a lot watching this movie because there would be moments that were unbelievably loud in my apartment. Like yeah. a spaceship is taking off or you're in the desert and you're hearing like the rattle of sand blowing and I'm like, oh shit, my neighbors are going to like yell at me. But if I turned it down at all, some dialogue I couldn't hear at all because like he doesn't want you to care that much about it. Yeah. Um, like he wants you to be so overwhelmed with this kind of semi psychedelic spice high (laughs) that um, (laughs) we're on with Timothy that like it's the whispers of the desert and it's the vague feeling of a Messiah. And it is the idea that things are going to come and everything is connected. Like, I feel like that is what he wants us to see. And it's just like set amid this epic, action adventure that doesn't feel like an action adventure because he doesn't care about that and i i love the audacity of making something that beautiful and grand and casting a-listers everywhere as if they are in the next lord of the rings and then being like yeah but we're gonna like tune the tune the volume differently so you're really just feeling like for two and a half hours (laughs) i love that shit
0: yeah Yeah, I mean, this movie's rad, and I can't wait for the next two years to be over so that we can see the second half of it.
1: Yeah. I will say scene to scene, things made enough sense, right? Like, there's the Timothy with his hand in the box scene. I feel like that whole bit to me, I understood the stakes. I understood enough of the why. I, like, I... I don't know. Like, when I look back in this movie, the only things I really can't follow are the palace intrigue of why are different civilizations behaving in a certain way. But, when it comes to why people are acting a certain way, I think I get it most of the time.
0: But going back to, like, the, the hand in the box, right? Do you understand why he's being tested and why he should be a girl?
1: <laughs> should be a girl? I didn't... I don't remember hearing that part.
0: So So his mother that the training that those people are in, they can control the sex of the baby <laughs> that comes out and they are supposed mm. to only have girls so they can have more of the witch clan. I'm doing it because <laughs> so mad at me right now <laughs> for, <laughs> for just like breezing over the actual names of like the Bene Gesserit or whatever they are, they're called. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but they are not supposed to produce male offspring um, because they want more of the, the people who can be trained in that thing. Um, so I assume
1: in- it's also because they aren't supposed to lead. They're supposed to like be shadowy, and producing a male offspring would like make some ascent to power possible. Maybe
0: I I don't know. Maybe, but ge- but in general, you're not supposed to produce a male child, and you're definitely not supposed to teach him your ways if it's a boy um so there, like there's a lot of stuff like that which is not really delved into at all in this story but it's all obviously hugely important like the fact that the this like clan of women can just travel around the galaxy freely and just show up at somebody's base and being like yeah i'm gonna interview the boy also if that interview goes poorly <laughs> it Can't could be dads, right <laughs> like like, there, there, there's so much stuff that is so interesting and I'm 100% on board for it. And then it's just like, no, it doesn't fucking matter anymore. We're just past that and it's never going to come back again. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, can I can I go back and <laughs> watch the spinoff show about them? Um, yeah.
1: All right. So ranking of best Mamas of Witch movies to come out during COVID, uh, Dune the green knight bad boys for life where do you put
0: him <laughs> i didn't know where you were going with the third one um <laughs> but uh mm. <sighs> am i am i ranking based on uh them being complete thoughts or
1: <laughs> you're ranking based on the quality of the mom being a witch <laughs>
0: And the quality of the mom being a witch, I'm going to go Green Knight, Dune, mm. uh, Bad Boys for Life.
1: <laughs> I, I agree with that, though. I'll say the joy of the revelation of the mom being a witch, I flipped the order. I think Bad Boys for Life wins it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that yeah, one. Yeah, like, like, isn't it. Like, like, compare this movie to watching, like, a Lord of the Rings movie. We would have so much to. Delve into about like the giant action set pieces and the like, oh god, remember this land that they visited and this quest and this battle and when this person betrayed this person. And here I just feel like, I remember impressionistic things. Like I remember the hunter tracker, hunter yeah, tracer, yeah. whatever they call it, the this little flying thing yeah. that is attempting to kill someone. Um, I remember the box. I remember the sandworm. Hell yeah. Everything about the rescue of the like spice collecting plant from a sandworm. I remember that shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think of it as like grand set pieces. I think of it all as like texture in this like two and a half hour painting that Denis Villeneuve made that like makes sound and moves around occasionally. (laughs) Um, And I, even with all that, that might sound slow or boring, but I could not, if the next one is three and a half hours, I'm going to watch it. Like, I don't care. Like, it it works so well. And I, uh, I just love that we have one guy who does this and kind of only this. I think he is just the best at it and people have to keep giving him a budget big enough to do it.
0: (laughs) Well, if you look at IMDb, it's like three Dune television shows and the second half of this movie. (laughs) Yep. Um, but if I can go back and compare it to Lord of the Rings as well, I know you're you're making the comparison of this is is more interesting in what it's doing than Lord of the Rings. But Lord of the Rings had five mm. endings. This one has zero.
1: <laughs> so I'm yeah I'm I'm not trying to say this is more interesting than what Lord of the Rings is doing. I'm saying it's a it is amazing how much enthusiasm Denis Villeneuve can pull when it is so sparse in terms of plot yeah I and i i think that is what is impressive lord of the rings is an amazing achievement like not even comparable to this i think yeah, um yeah. but lord of the rings you get why everyone likes it like when you walk out of the theater you can say oh god i love that and that and that and that and that and with dune it's just like i feel awe and <laughs> yeah, i can't I tell you anymore
0: it, it is kind of funny though like i mean having having watched this and then watched the 1984 version mm-hmm. i understand why it was split into two movies because that first movie yada 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 is over the second half of the movie like it, it, it's you, you're watching this movie you get to the one hour mark which is the end of this film and you're like all right there's one hour left and then the amount of crap that happens just in that one like that that second half of the original film is like hmm. you, you just like fast forwarded through everything <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like it, it almost doesn't make sense to do it that way. So I get the idea of splitting it into two, but it's just like, man, I wish these were coming out like together.
1: <laughs> Can you spoil one thing for me? I want to know: Will we see the
0: Emperor in part two?
1: Uh,
0: so in 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 the nineteen eighty four one, it opens with the Emperor talking and deciding to send the two people. So it, it's okay. It I I don't know how to answer that question. I, I don't know how they'll do it in this one. So it's like like mm-hmm. but it, it opens with him going like, Well, I guess I'll send these people here and these people here and then mess with but the But it galaxy. doesn't end
1: with him like shooting lightning out of his fingers. <laughs>
0: Your parents are important. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not it's not that emperor. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and, and any, any last things to say, Stephen, before we jump on to our next reviews?
1: Um, Rebecca Ferguson is awesome. That's all I have to say.
0: She's pretty cool. All right. Well, Stephen, let's get to our verdicts then. If you're going to give us a must-see, record with a caveat, wait for rental. pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: Uh must-see. I, I think this is just such an epic achievement. And even though it isn't my favorite kind of thing, it is so goddamn good at what it does that I I want to support it. And I am very glad this made enough money to justify a part two. So it isn't this weird half creation that just like becomes an asterisk in our memory of like, huh, that was kind of weird. Remember when half of a dude movie came out? <laughs> um, I'm so glad he gets to finish it because I think it is just a amazing sense of tone and grandeur and
0: i am here for it no matter what they do in the second movie yeah i mean this movie's rad as hell i definitely was upset when it ended (laughs) and i realized that i only watched half a movie um but it's rad you can't you can't like complain that much like everything you see on screen is amazing i just wish there was more to see than than the little bit we got because i feel like i'm watching the cliff notes of something that's super epic and I get those the cliff notes that I'm reading are super epic, but I but I feel like I'm getting like I'm I'm not getting the full experience because I'm only allowed to see what fits on something that can play on an iMac Max projector. <laughs> yeah. cool. Uh, well, that's gonna do it for our review of Dune. So, Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh, people can find me at twitter.com/sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com
0: people can find me at com or twitter.com slash christopherirl you can find the podcast over at the sport or you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to subscribe to the show you can do so in overcast stitcher apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found if you want to know the episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com the warning facebook.com slash thus for the warning or instagram.com slash thus for the warning if you want to get a, get a hold of us directly you can send an email to fans at the the or you can use the contact form on our site Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Dune, so hopefully you're enjoying that. Um, we are going to take off right now, though, and we have are going to do a review of Titan. so hopefully you're excited for that. See you Hell yeah. there. Bye.